And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Why is this suddenly very loud? <laughs> Doc Manson at Doc Manson, how in the world are you? I'm okay, DC Matthews at the DC. I mean, I think I just had a little brain fart there at the DC Matthews. That is me. It is. Well, it's it's early for us. You know, we record on Wednesdays now and uh, we're recording at, you know, 430 in the afternoon. Crazy. I don't know. If, I don't know if we're just trying to avoid the bomb cyclone and the bombogenesis, but uh, that's that's what I've been told. We're supposed to get serious rain and serious wind. Oh, good. So he's saying I have a evening that I'm going to probably spend in my basement tonight. Cool, cool. I don't think you're going to have to be, like, in danger of, you know, tornadoes or anything, but you may have to collect some branches in your yard. Yeah, whatever. Have you finished mowing for the season, or is there still mowing to do? Well, yes and no. The, the grass is basically slowed to a pace where I don't really think that's going to need another mow this season. However, I do use my mower with mulching blades to assist picking up leaves, and that's only just begun. You make it sound so good. It's not bad. It honestly doesn't take that much time once you've got the proper tools. And, and uh, you, have a, you have a riding mower, correct? Or a push mower? Uh, it's a riding mower. It's a riding mower. Does it have an odometer? Can you clock how many miles you've driven around the yard? This particular one does not, although I think some do. Do you listen to podcasts? I'm sure we've talked about this before, but do you listen to podcasts while you're mowing, or are you just trying to become one with the grass? Um, or one I with to the podcasts leaves. or music, whatever I happen to have on hand. I know you, you've been saying recently you're kind of falling out of love with some of your podcasts because... Yeah, various reasons. They are disappointing you. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Just, just you know, not enjoying them the way I used to. Although I will say I've been listening to them and found some renewed joy in recent weeks. So, but I will say I'm definitely listening to less shows than I used to. Um, Is Predator a horror movie? Eh, I, you know, I haven't I, listened to yeah. this week's show, but I got it. I saw it in my feed and was like, "Wait a second. It has. It is definitely an action sci-fi movie with horror elements. Okay. I don't mind. Like, you know, I, I have to tell you. There are some sequences of stalking and gore, so yeah. I do think it counts as a horror movie. Full disclosure, I have not listened. I've listened to most of your episodes. I have not listened to every single one because some of the movies I just don't know. But Predator is one I'm like, I'll listen to this one. Of course, okay. I, haven't se- I haven't seen the movie, but I'll listen to this one. Yeah. No, I mean, I think you would like Predator for the most part. I think I would, too. Isn't Especially that where, like, watched... Arnold Schwarzenegger's yelling at the Predator? Come on! Yeah. Come on! I think you would like it more if you could catch a version of it, like, on Saturday afternoon television where all the good bits are cut out. I think you'd like that part. Even... I think you'd enjoy that more. Um, but I do think, overall, you would enjoy that movie. What is more of a horror movie, Predator or Running Man? Predator. Predator or Batman and Robin? Well, that's a whole different kind of horror. That, 
I mean, when, once when you do we see... Get, when do we get those shows? When do we get you just watching terrible movies? Once you see bat nipples, you can never unsee them. So, um, I don't know. I, that, I, I don't have an answer to what the future holds. So, uh, I can't have tell you. you have we announced a season two? I don't, I don't want to... I don't want to besmirch anyone. No, we, bes- we haven't announced anything yet. But, okay. you know, it's hard to say. Okay. You know. No, that's fair. That's fair. Whatever will be, will case Sarah Sarah. Yeah. But no, sure- season one is a lot of fun. I think there's a lot of, I don't know. The thing I think is that is coolest about the show. GQ, if you're listening. I don't know. Sorry if I'm talking about this publicly, but I think the coolest thing about the show, honestly, is in the night. Um, Like, I think that there is something to that. And, you know, I I know a few weeks ago you said something about how you wanted to be voice acting. Like, you know, I think there is something to this idea of putting, pooling our efforts and putting together, like, some sort of narrative show. I think that could, I think that could actually be interesting. But I, I don't know. As far as I'm aware, that's not a super strong market. I know that there have been some Marvel comics that have been written solely for, like, there's like a Wolverine comic that there's was like. There's definitely a handful of horror radio dramas that are pretty popular. So they exist. But again, it's a niche market. People are already listening to the ones they want to listen to. So I, I don't know. Well, and, and again, and this is me totally trying to get in and throw a monkey wrench. Why does it have to be horror? It doesn't, except that's the stuff that we actually like. Two out of the three of us. <laughs> that's all. So, but yeah, I know, I know. Well, I am glad you were still. No promises it. about anything. I'm just I, spitballing. No, here. I'm just. I can tell you. There's lots of stuff in the works. I can tell the gears are turning. So, yeah, I'm. But what about what about DDT podcast? DC Matthews at. The DC Matthews? I will say, just 20 minutes ago, yeah, I got a little inkling of a song. Oh. And so I started noodling it in my head. So wheels are turning in that sense. I don't know that I want to... I, I might try to save it for 200 or 199. I like it when you noodle. Or 199. But I'll, I'll, I'll be doing some noodling. You mean the last episode of the DDT podcast? Episode one ninety nine. Who I can take? Who knows? We are on. What is this again? I, I know we decide. Like we looked at the calendar. I know it's somewhere in November. We're you know we're about a month away from yeah something like that. Episode two hundred. I think. I don't even remember what episode number this is now. Is this one ninety five or just one ninety four? No, we did one ninety four. This is one ninety five. So five okay. weeks from today ish, unless we go back to Thursdays. At some point, we will go back to Thursdays. At some point. I was going to say, I enjoy Wednesdays. Although, I I did... I had it in my head that I was going to watch AEW Dark before we recorded. I watched NWA Power this morning. Okay. I didn't watch any WWE. I didn't watch any of the draft coverage. I'm familiar with the draft. I can speak a bit about the draft, because I know how much you're going to care about the draft. I read a little bit about the draft only because I am interested in what not w- only did you not only did you read about the draft, you tweeted about the draft. I did tweet about the draft. Pav, you'd, you'd be proud of me, buddy. You'd be proud of me. It almost appeared as if you were like, hey, 
Raw looks like it will be a pretty good show to watch. I mean, the only like exception is that I think Seth Rollins is still on that show, but otherwise, it's looking pretty good. Yes. If it was Bray Wyatt and not Seth Rollins on Raw, I think you'd oh, be sold. I'd be in 100%. But I would need, I need good King Corbin. I need him. Ugh. That was one of the things I looked at. I, would, I very specifically looked and said, oh, he's on SmackDown? That means Raw might be watchable. And, uh, you know, you've got your Viking Raiders as the brand new Raw Tag Team Champions. Yeah. I don't know. They're fine. I guess. I don't know. I'm assuming. I just feel like they got a lot of wind taken out of their sails immediately on their main roster debut with that whole naming debacle. They had to start over. You could tell. They intentionally, like, went back a bit, took them off TV for a bit brought him back, gave him the squash matches. They, you know, they kind of did a reset. And I'm still, I'm still honestly never quite sure what the name is. I'm like, the war, no, the Viking machine, no, the Viking Raiders. I don't like it. I don't like that they renamed them. They're Hanson and Roe. They're not Eric and Ivar. I but, mean, again, honestly, you could tell me any combination of those words is their name. And I don't think I would even catch on that you were giving me different names. Like, that's how much of a non-entity they became with the constant changing crap up, as far as yeah. I'm but, but let's not be negative here. Let's not be no. negative. The brand split's looking like a good thing. I am, I am excited because I am hoping that the authors of Pain will also go to Raw, and we will watch mm. the Viking Raiders and the authors of Pain just beat the hell out of each other. Hey, there's something to be said for some Haas on Haas action. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bring me my 305 live. Yeah. Hey, but uh, in fairness, now, so this week, I also watched about a half an hour of AEW. And so I, I, I figured out. Why is out, it only half an hour? I figured it out. I figured okay. it out. The reason why is because the TNT app that I'm watching on after about a half an hour goes to its first commercial break. Ah. And, and I actually realized what happened. It happened both weeks. I watched the commercials. Okay. And again, it's like six commercials or something. It's a long break. And when the app comes back from break on my machine, you get like that that overlay where the app, where the screen is kind of dark and it has like the title of the show and it has the timeline at the bottom and it doesn't go away on its own. And so I tried to hit the back button to make it go away and it, and it kicks me out of the episode. And when I go back into the episode, it immediately goes back into the six commercials. And I said, Fuck it. <laughs> and that's I realized fair. that's exactly what happened last week also. So that is why. I actually would have kept watching this week. Um, and I think I would have last week as well, now that I've realized that that was actually what happened. Um, so yeah, once again, um, this streaming apocalypse of ours, in which everybody has to have their own streaming service, is just leading me to figure out the smartest way to pirate everybody's content and just watch it without commercials. because. Again, they're making it difficult to actually consume the product that I want to watch. It's very poor on their part. Yes. I saw that the TNT app is available on a Fire Stick. But apparently you need a cable subscription. So unless I, you know, call Mama and Papa Matthews and be like, hey, dig out your, like, because they don't know their login information. It's going to take them 20 minutes to find it. Um, I'm happy just watching AEW Dark. Apparently Kenny Omega is going to be on you know, so, wrestling a dark so, match. The thing I'm going to say about uh, AEW is if 
this is how I made was going to make the transition before, but I got distracted. Uh, you want to talk about some tag team action, some wrestling. I'm starting to get the feeling that AEW might be the place to go if you're a tag team wrestling fan. That opening match this last week was Generation Me versus uh, this Private other party. group called uh, Pr- Private Parts or something. Yeah. I forget. Private, Private Party, right? They were both... Listen. It, it was almost like a revelation watching those teams work together. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it's not often, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, Authors of Pain, yeah, that's a real tag team. The Viking War Raiders or whatever their name is now, that's an actual team. But to actually see in the WWE two groups that are like well-oiled tag team machines who actually like, they've built their entire careers and, and movesets around working together with this other person and watching two people that are two sets of people that are very good at that mash it up together. Like it was the first time in a long time that I can remember saying, Ooh, a tag team match. Was it just a spot fest? I don't, I don't think so. There was some high flying and there was some acrobatics, but like, I actually felt like it was all, in service of something good because on aew dark last week i watched the lucha brothers who i like both of them yeah um team with i think they teamed with angelico and jack evans so it was a team lucha underground versus private party and the best friends so trent beretta and chuck taylor i don't know if you even are familiar with them no Um, i know trent beretta yeah but and it was entertaining but there was no story at all. It was just a spot fest for 10 or 12 sure. minutes. Now, Which in, in a card, in a complete card, there is absolutely a space for one or two just total spot fests. And that's what this was. And I enjoyed it. But my worry was that was the only AEW tag team wrestling I have seen. So I'm yeah. like, if, is that all it's going to be? So now you're telling me that might not be the case. And I'm I excited. just was very impressed with the with the way that everybody worked together in that match. And in terms of storytelling, they were telling a story about how generation me were, you know, the, the, they were the shoe in. This is a tag team tournament. Like they're not looking past these guys though. Cause they were talking about, you know, Cody Rhodes looking past, um, Juventud Guerrero or whoever that guy's name was last week. Sure. I forget what his name was. Uh, it's not Hooven Guerrero, but I, was, I, I went with you for a minute. I was like, yeah, yeah, it totally yeah. was part of that. And then I was like, wait, no, Hoovy's not part of that. <laughs> like, what's that kid's name? It's like Guerrero or who are you talking about? The, the kid that Cody Rhodes faced on the first episode of the first. Sammy Guevara. Guevara. OK, sorry. Um, Sammy Guava. There you go. Yeah, Guava. There you go. But yes, but they they were telling a story about that and. You know, the whole match was about them getting a, getting through this tournament. So, like, the announcers were telling a story. And, like, you know, you could really feel the investment from the teams. Like, they were doing some high-risk spots. Like, at one point, one, one of the guys on Generation Me grabbed one of the guys off the apron and just, like, you know, carried him all the way over to the ramp and suplexed him onto the steel. And, you know, it was a spot, yes, but, like, you knew why he was sure. doing it. Like sure. They were, they made you feel like this was important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and then on top of that, 
I mean, I don't know if you've, you've read the results or watched it all, but no. But Generation Me, spoiler alert, they lost. Good. They lost. And then that, that was something else they were even pointing out, is that they are technically now on a losing streak. Are they, you know, so that's a whole other story that they're telling. I enjoyed seeing that the AEW roster page on their website tracks wins and losses. So, like, under Chris Jericho, it says he's 4-0 and in AEW. Under cool. Kenny Omega, it's whatever it is. So Yeah, they keep I don't know saying that wins and losses will matter in this. And obviously, wins and losses are predetermined. Sure. But I think in terms of getting people to buy into stories, mm-hmm. I think it's an important component. Well, that's it. And then, like you said, in service to the story, it's, yeah. it's great. Everyone has said for years and years and years that the Generation Me versus the Revival would be the tag team match to end all tag team matches. And I've always disagreed because, to me, the Revival are wrestlers and storytellers. Generation Me, as far as I've seen, spot fest. I didn't think they went together. If gener- if those guys, if the Young Bucks, let's actually just use their name once, then we'll never Ooh. do it again. Exactly. Um. If they can be storytellers while also doing a spot fest, then my opinion of them changes. That's just not what I have seen when I watch. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't think you're going to mistake them for the Heart Foundation in the ring. Like, I'm not saying necessarily it's that level of psychology that's going into what they're doing. If one of the Buck brothers wants to grow an anvil size goatee, <laughs> I will pay more attention. I think one of them could do it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, but like, Again, all of the moves, yes, it was aerial in nature, a lot of it, but there was, you know, suplexes and backbreakers and team backbreakers, like stuff that, the kind of stuff that I want to see from what's supposed to be a well-oiled tag team machine. So I I don't know. I was, there was something to be excited about there. I recommend... Taking, you know, I'm sure you have a way to watch YouTube on your TV. I recommend when you need a break from Shocktober, <clears throat> watching NWA Power. It's not, I've watched two, the first two episodes. Neither of them are great, but there's enough interesting things about them so that you feel like it's worth your time. Damien Sandow showed up mm. and spoilers immediately declared that because he is now a major Hollywood star, no one should make eye contact with him. Like the announcer, the guy who's what? interviewing the guy who's interviewing him, could literally at one point takes his face and turns it away. Like, <laughs> Don't look at me. Uh, um, what has he done in Hollywood? He went. He he left wrestling and did some TV. He did some theater. Obviously, he's not done anything yeah, that you're sure. aware of, but he's done enough so that that's now the character. Like he came okay. out and everyone was sure. really excited to see him, and he just slowly kind of turned heel. Um, I'm Col- actually. No, go ahead. Keep going. Colt Cabana, who I think is a wrestler you would enjoy. Yeah. Teamed with Mr. Anderson. Anderson! That, that I didn't expect. So there's, there's pieces in place where you're like, oh, I do like this guy. I haven't thought about this guy in six months, but I uh-huh. do like this guy. Yeah. So there's some things in there to enjoy. And what I do like about it is it's an hour and it's commercial free, uh, with the exception of some of their silly commercials, which are like Southpaw commercials. Um, so it's fun, you know. So if AEW, if you hadn't had any of the commercials, if it had been two hours, just commercial free, 
Would you have I kept watching? I would have watched more than I watched. Sure. For sure. I, I, sure. Who knows if I would have fallen off. But the other thing about AEW that I'm also starting to think about, because you've mentioned it a couple times, AEW Dark, After Dark, what's it called? Dark. Dark. I'm starting to think about looking that up because the thing that I realized is, okay, yeah, <clears throat> it might be non-televised, it's dark matches ostensibly, but I've been hearing that, you know, what happens on that show is still canon. And it's so it's yeah. it's it's interesting to think about it juxtaposed juxtapositioned yep. juxtaposed, I suppose, uh, to something like WWE main event where sure. nothing that happens there matters, so why would you watch it? Mm-hmm. I don't know if dark really matters or not, but what I'm hearing is maybe it does. So maybe that's something worth checking out. It is not I've only watched one episode, but it did not seem like Sunday Night Heat. It was not Did just... They, what, what sort of announcing is on there? For the first match, it was the whole team, Shivani, Jim Ross, and Excalibur. And then Shivani was gone, and it was just Jim Ross and Excalibur, which I didn't like as much. Yeah. I actually think you need Shivani there to help flesh out that. Um, I, I respect Jim Ross for what he has done, but he is not as good as he once was. Yeah, he's, um, he's, I think he would agree that he has passed his prime. Sure. But um, I still and, think he's serviceable. And I think with him on a three-man announce team, it's perfect. Yeah. We don't need you to do as much. What, what You're are you, not uh, running the ship. What do you think about Excalibur? I like him. I don't know I a lot so. about him. Apparently, he wears a mask, I think. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think and Shivani, Shivani has been great. Yeah, and, I agree. You know. So, but, you know, the guys were on, like I said, Kenny Omega's wrestling. I think it's Joey Janela in a match. That's like, a, you know. It's super refreshing to think that, okay, there's two hours of television a week. Yeah. And there's this one other, there's this one other one hour show, yeah. The Dark. But like, it's super refreshing to think I could just watch three hours and see it all. Well, and you watch The Dark. There is a bit where they recap what happened that week. Oh, so cool. like. I think that, you know, it's it's like a maybe three or four minute segment, but you get the major ideas like I am. Yeah. I'm familiar with what's happening in AEW. Just it was part of what I really liked about Lucha Underground. Sure. I could watch one episode of this thing and be done. And I had it all. Yeah. You were at the point where you were literally watching it back. You would watch the episode again. Yes, because it was right there. Why not? They're yeah. short enough. Yeah. And. The only selling factor you should need is I believe Luchasaurus is on both episodes of AEW Dark. Yes. So, if you, so if you would like to watch Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, then that's what you need to watch. I keep hearing about this Jungle Boy. I think I... <clears throat> what I think is interesting is they are now giving his real name after his father died. His father is Luke Perry, 90210. Oh, Okay. So now that his father has passed, he's now Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Jake Perry, whatever his name is. Um, but he used to just be Jungle Boy. Like, I didn't know he was Luke Perry's You think they son. would have just had him come out as Jungle Boy Luke Perry Jr. So that way everybody would have really known what they were. <laughs> that would have been know, great. Jungle Boy at. 90210, that guy's son <laughs> over there. <laughs> I would have liked that a lot. <clears throat> but yes, the draft... We'll see what happens. They're gearing up for another Saudi Arabia pay-per-view. I just I'm... like with the draft, though, not to, I know we talked a little bit about, I do for Raw. I do think Raw has a great roster. I agree. Um, in terms of wrestling talent. Yep. Um, the thing that bothers me about the draft is, once again, them not, I don't think, they don't seem to be treating it like, as always, they don't treat it like a real draft, and that just bothers me. 
Like why like why would you be able to draft a, a tag team unit like the War Raiders or whatever they're called? But then you're gonna spend two of your drafts taking Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross separately, and then just trade them back as a unit for a future draft pick. Yeah, I there's there's parts of it that I don't think the writing's great. Well, I'm, the problem that that shows to me is the problem that I feel like WWE has always had is it's it's not even that the writing's bad; it's that somebody is changing their minds even after movements have been made. Yeah, so that's the impression I always get. Apparently, what happened is over the weekend, a list was released that basically was like, here's who's eligible to be drafted on the various nights. Somehow, at some point, the actual draft list got leaked. So it literally went, it literally went, this is who is being taken to what, you know. And so I think because of that, they felt like they needed to shake things up. And my thought was, okay. Why are you drafting talent that's already on? Like Becky Lynch gets drafted to Raw. She's already on Raw. Right. Why, why are you wasting I mean, I guess that establishes that? that she's on Raw and nobody else can take her. I guess. But that's I not guess? how drafts work. No, I know. Like the whole idea used to be I can take some talent from your roster. You can take some talent from my roster. I'm pretty sure John Cena was drafted twice in a week. He was drafted to SmackDown, and then Raw drafted him back. Is is it was the theory here that when the draft started, everybody was a free agent? Nobody yes. was on any show, but, but nobody they didn't do that. Like again, I've I sent out this big long Twitter thing. Like, if you're gonna do a draft, take a couple of weeks. Have like there being some you know strategy. Have Paul Heyman talking to whomever. I assumed know. that was what they were going to do. I don't know. Again, I'm kind of... You know who Paul Heyman won't be talking to? Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. That's a whole weird thing, too. I can't... I, I couldn't even believe when I saw the tweet that Bruce Pitch Pritchard was being instated into that position on SmackDown. Yeah. I was like, how long has it been? Has it even been three months? I don't know. And again, I don't know the story. Was Eric Bischoff like a, intentionally a short-term thing? Was it that he expected? He moved his family from Wyoming to Connecticut. Yeah. I true. don't think it was anticipated to be a short-term thing. Yeah. So, but again, was he expecting, I, Was he expecting a certain amount of influence, and when he didn't get it, he was like, screw this? Maybe. And maybe it's something innocuous. Maybe they, he moved his family from Wyoming, and his wife said, I really don't like fallen New England. And he said, I've got enough money. Let's go back to Wyoming. Sure. Who knows? It could, be, it could have nothing to do with his performance. Honestly, but I, I do think it was always strange because even after they, they, they if you were paying attention in the background to it, after they announced that he was taking over that executive director position, it sounded like every week they're like, oh, yeah, Heyman's got his fingers and raw. He's doing this. He's doing that. And every week it was like, oh, but Heyman, but Bischoff's not starting to next week. Bischoff's not starting until till then. It's Bischoff's not going. And then once he was even in Stanford, it was like, yeah, but he wasn't there. And it sounded like yeah. he's. He was it just never watching. sounded like things happened on SmackDown yeah. with them for some reason. And it's unclear why that is. Yeah. I don't know the story, but it's certainly all I can say is I tweeted this as well. It's I don't be wrong. I think I said this back then. It was like, it'd be interesting to see how long it takes them to, you know, do something else. Even I didn't anticipate it 
lasting this little amount of time. I think, yeah, it was like three or four months because somebody said the next his next podcast would be 16 weeks because that's about as long as he supposedly had that job. I don't know. My whole thought process is they're totally focused on the new Saudi show. I don't care about the Saudi show, so I'm kind of done with the main roster until they start gearing up for Survivor Series. You know, I I can see what the matches are for the Saudi show and very few of the only one that holds any interest to me is Seth Rollins versus The Fiend in a Falls Count Anywhere match. And I can understand if a lot of people are like, I'm done with that feud after what happened to Hell in a Cell. Right. I mean, a Falls Count Anywhere match that what's just going to end in another DQ? I'm just hoping there a camel is involved in some way. They're out in the dunes. It's like a sandworm from Tremors. I don't know. Have you done Tremors yet? When's Tremors coming? I like Tremors a lot, though. I know. All right. So that's going on with the WWE. We've talked about AEW. We've talked about the NWA. How is Shocktober going? Shocktober is going well. Are you are you fifteen for fifteen? I am. Wow. Um, I'm trying. I have to go quick look back to see what I've actually been watching, so I can give you an appropriate update. Um, if there's anything in particular that was real good that I watched, what was the last thing I told you about? I don't even know. Suspiria. Suspiria? That was the big one. Yeah. <clears throat> can I can I check your website and see? Are you still writing summaries of each one, or is no, this just I'm I enjoying it? Good. This is just me enjoying it. Good. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched a few Italian movies. Um, some real early stuff, black and white. Mario Bava's first film, Black Sunday. That's early '60s, black and white. That was kind of cool. The huh? chef with the orange Crocs. <laughs> oh, that's Mario Batali. Oh, yeah. Guy. Yeah. But and, you know, I caught up on a few other, I, I, a few other things. Um, uh, All the boys love Mandy Lane was a movie that was released a few years ago and I, it was well regarded. It's kind of like a slasher film. It was good. It was real good. I enjoyed that one quite a bit. Amber Heard played uh, the lead role there. Mandy Lane. That's um, the one who was in um, Aquaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see Aquaman? No, no, I did not. It's not bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I watched Phenomena, which was um, another Italian movie. This one, Dario Argenta. Uh, this one, I don't know if it's her first movie or not, but Jennifer Connelly was in it, and she was probably like 14 years old, 15 years old as the oh, lead pre- character. Pre-Labyrinth, right? even. Yeah, she's young in that one. She uh, and Donald Pleasance is in that. So if you guys like Halloween, uh, Sam Loomis, Donald Pleasance, the actor there was also in that film. He was pretty good there. Then I watched. Uh, you'll be proud of this one: the spooky tale of Captain Underpants. I saw that. Halloween. That was good. I'm sorry, but in the middle of all these horror movies, I think it's only appropriate to remember times before us. And don't be wrong; this is a new special on Netflix, but. But it just sort of harkened back to that idea of, of that Halloween special, you know, and I just I couldn't resist. I, I'm familiar with Captain Underpants. I watched the uh, 3D animated film. Mm-hmm. I've seen a little bit of the cartoon show here and there. I've never read the books, but uh, tra la la. I'm, I'm a fan. I am a fan of Captain Underpants. You will be excited to know that uh, possibly even after this, I need to go to the library to pick up the Princess Bride. Nice. And I will be reading that. 
That was good. Yeah, you know, my kids are a little too young, I think, to really appreciate Captain Underpants. Plus, it's a little over. It's a little played now. At Is least it? this, I think so. Maybe the older I mean, kids still like there's it. There's at least but... five seasons of the cartoon show, so it's got to have been around and popular for a while. Yeah, so. it was huge for a while. Yeah, yeah, but like I say, I'm behind the curve of those third graders. So, but yeah, Happy Death Day was a fun slasher film from a couple years ago. Um, it's kind of like a slasher film meets Groundhog Day. This girl wakes up one morning and basically she goes through a day and then she gets murdered by this slasher victim, this slasher killer wearing like this baby mask, which I think is like the mascot of their school or something. And, uh, then she a wakes baby up is the mascot of their school. Yeah. Kinda. It's weird. Okay. And she wakes up the next morning, the exact same place she did the first morning. And yeah, that's how the movie plays up. It's like groundhog day. And every day she dies to this killer and she remembers the day before that's and so an she has to figure out premise. who's trying to kill her. Well, that's a, I like that. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. And actually there was a sequel that came out in February of this year and it, and the sequel just came up on HBO go, uh, this past Saturday. So I might check that out at some point as well this month to see them both. Uh, it was, it was enjoyable. It was funny. It was, it was good. Do um, you think clue could ever be reimagined as a horror movie? Oh, absolutely. It could be. I don't think Hasbro would go for it, though. I think they would <laughs> That's keep probably true. friendly. But, uh, That's probably true. I was like, oh, why yeah. haven't they done that yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, money. <laughs> money, 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 money. Yeah. Now, now. Now, that would be an interesting <laughs> piece of audio. GQ, if you're listening, I know you don't respond to my tweets anymore, but if you're listening, Clue, the horror movie. Or there the you horror go. Podcast. That's going to be our next season. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, I mean, lots of good movies. Another honorable mention I would say goes to, you might be the killer shutter exclusive film there. Um, again, it's sort of a, a tongue in cheek look at the genre, looking at tropes in certain ways. There's this guy who, when you open the movie opens, he's like, he's running away at this campground, running away. He's covered in blood being chased by ostensibly some sort of slasher killer. And he, he gets up, he gets out his cell phone. He finally finds a signal. He calls up his friend who works in a comic book store. And the friend uh, is played by Allison uh, Hannigan. I think her name is. Um, she Band was. Camp. Yeah. Bandcamp. And also she was from Buffy. Um, though she was the supporting role on Buffy there for a long time. Well, and anyway, so right. she's walking him through surviving this slasher encounter and it's very stylized. There's like, it's, it's playing with time going back and forth. There's these, you know, writing on the screen, keeping track of the number of camp counselors are dead. And, you know, depending on the flashback, it might cross it out and go back to one establishing where in the evening you are. Anyways, the whole gimmick of the movie going back to the title is it quickly becomes obvious that this character that is ostensibly running from the killer and he, through talking with his friend on the phone, is figuring out that, wait a minute, I might be the killer. Um, and it's kind of, that was, again, it's sort of interesting. Not necessarily as, as well, it's not as polished, maybe, as some other films. Definitely, you can tell the independent, low-budget roots of this one. Um, but it was fun. I still enjoyed it. So I, I do appreciate, I'm not a horror fan. Everyone knows that. But I do appreciate that there can be such creativity within that genre. Oh, yeah. 
like the idea, like the Groundhog Day, but a horror movie. I think that's incredibly clever. And this idea, the idea of somebody being like, am I the killer? And I don't know about it. Like, that's a right. clever idea, too. Yeah. So, yeah, some real good stuff so far <laughs> this month. I don't know what I'm going to watch tonight, but hopefully it's good. Well, the only other thing I was going to ask you was about Pumpkin, but I'm looking at our email and the very first email podcast at ddtwrestling.com or as kev pointed out ddtwrestling at gmail.com apparently still work oh yeah it still um, works. comes from our good buddy simon and it's pun pun pumpkin palooza 2 pumpkin palooza 2 good evening from cold dark manchester pumpkin spice cream filled injection ports on twinkies and this year's pumpkin spice adventures please discuss Love you guys. The glass is still quietly vibrating. Simon. Simon. Uh, are there pumpkin Twinkies? Have we had those before? Or have we've you had, had them before. those before? We've had them before. I've definitely talked about them on the show. I, I, if I go back far enough back in my Instagram account, there's definitely a picture of the box of pumpkin spice Twinkies. So where, what else have you had? Nothing. I've definitely had more than my fair share of pumpkin spice latte so far this year, but that is pretty much the extent of my exploration. Now, is that just due to lack of product or is that just because there are only certain things you can eat safely? And so you're trying to stay in your lane sort of thing. Yeah. Sort of stay in my lane, but also like everything that is pumpkin spice. I have some pumpkin spice Cheerios down there. They're not Cheerios. They're the Trader Joe's brand, but they're pumpkin spice. I haven't opened that yet. But that, those might be good. But, you know. Vamp for a bit, will you? Sure. But, yeah, you know, um, most of the things that are pumpkin spice flavored are not what I would call, um, they're not what I would call health foods. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to find your ding-dongs. You're going to find your Twinkies. You're going to find all sorts of junk food that have pumpkin spice flavor in it. But I just, when you're at the grocery store and you're looking at this 10 pack of Twinkies and you're like, well, I do want to try this pumpkin spice Twinkie. I I just, I can't justify going home with that box anymore. Sure. So yeah. yeah. All right. We are getting old. Yes, we are. And certain things you can't do though. I have to tell you, I am so excited for my piece of positivity later. I can't. I'm so excited to share it with you. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for the email, Simon. We move on to Mitchell, and his email is titled Rebranding. I meant to answer this last week, but forgot you had asked it until I was listening to the podcast this week. But in regards to whether you should be DDT Pod or DDT Wrestling or whatever, just be whatever. Just be DC and Doc talk to each other. You don't need to rebrand because we know as long as DC is around, wrestling will inevitably come up either way. True. And we know with your dynamic that regardless of if you try to focus on wrestling, you're still going to talk about whatever you feel like anyway. Also true. Don't worry about if you're DDT pod or DDT wrestling, just be DC and doc. Call the show, whatever you want. Talk about what you feel like that week and the besties will keep listening. He's right. Although well, I gotta if you say, want to attract other listeners, that's the next thing. Okay, so we've established it doesn't matter. Everybody send in your alternative titles that you think would get the most amount of eyes 
and yes. ears on our podcast. Yes. Give us some alternatives. What if we <clears> just <throat> called it, listen to this show and Bill Gates will give you $1,000. You think that would work? I was going to say, listen to this show and gain three to four inches on your investment portfolio. I don't know that's how that works. All right. Uh, Glenn double dipped with two emails. The first one is rest in peace. Evening, gents. After watching Bohemian Rhapsody, the Freddie Mercury biopic at the weekend, I was wondering if they ever did a biopic for The Undertaker. Who would you cast in the lead role and who would play Paul Bearer? Thanks, Glenn. Would you watch an Undertaker biopic? I don't think I'm the target audience. Who is the target audience? You. I don't know that I want to watch. Like, I didn't watch the Page biopic. And I don't know that that it looks so good. And I don't know that it did well enough that there's like a, a huge market for uh-huh. other ones. But you gotta, you'd have to cast, it would be weird because you'd have to cast like <clears throat> different act, like the guy who plays Texas Red can't be the same guy who plays the American badass. Like you need. Why not? <clears throat> the same guy played him in real life. Yeah, so unless you're going to do a movie where you wait 15 years in between doing the first part and doing the second part. Hey, you can digitally unage someone. And along those lines, I think The Undertaker should be played by Danny Trejo. Ooh. Okay, I was going to say Paul Giamatti needs to be. Now, granted, Paul Giamatti should be And I want the full Mexican accent. (laughs) But, yeah, Paul Bear... I was going to say Paul Giamatti, but Paul Giamatti is so obviously Paul Heyman in the Paul Heyman biopic. biopic. What about Jonah Hill? I mean, he'd have to regain all the weight he lost. Sure. I could see it. Are you excited about the Batman movie? With the guy from Twilight playing the Batman? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Is that what they're calling it? The Batman? The Batman. With Robert Pattinson? 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 Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jeffrey no. Wright's the commissioner, and Jonah Hill's playing somebody. Everyone's I don't assuming think I'm going to see this new Joker movie either. Like, and this no. and that looks good, and I have no interest. No, I'll see. It, it everyone says eventually. it's good. I'm excited that it's good. Yeah, I th- I think this is this is really what DC should be doing. Like, don't try to build a universe; just make good movies. I've I've seen the trailer for the Birds of Prey movie though, which is the Harley Quinn kind of team all female team up movie. But it's a spin off of Suicide Squad, right? Same actress. Yeah, for... but then they're also doing Suicide Squad two, and John Cena's in that. Oh well, we have to see that. John Cena's in the it. cast is ridiculous. Like the cast is literally like there's like sixteen to eighteen well known people in that movie. Too bad it's gonna be a bad movie. All right. Uh, Yeah, Doc's right. Danny Trejo would be great. Uh, Glenn follows up with another email called Shocktober. In answer to Doc's request, I've not been doing every day, but have watched Lake Placid and Lake Placid, the final chapter. The abominable Dr. Phoebe's Fall of the House of Usher, Fitre of Blood, and The Pit and the Pendulum in a binge watch of Vincent Price 
and one of my all-time favorites, Psychomania. We'll probably watch some Hammer before the end of the month. Sounds scary going from strength to strength. Really enjoying them. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. What are, what are your thoughts on Edgar Allan Poe? Are I you like a fan? Him. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, I think I wouldn't have married my cousin if I were him, but it was a different day. So, you know. It wasn't she also like 15, 16? It was a different day. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I like Seahawk. Raven. I like Never the Conqueror more. Worm. I like a lot of his prose as well. Like, I mean, he's got, he's a well-rounded guy and, you know, the, the, the father of what? The short story and certainly of horror fiction, they say. So, I don't know. I, very important stuff and uh, lots of good stuff that I think in his catalog. So. Mm-hmm. I had a friend in middle school was, who was obsessed with him. Did so. they marry their cousin? No, she did not. Though she is engaged right now. I don't know if her fiancé is her cousin. I'd have to check. But Get back to me. <clears throat> uh, Chris Hawk, spooky season. Since Halloween is fast approaching, what does Doc Manson look for while picking the perfect pumpkin? Sent from my iPhone. I look for symmetry. I like a, uh, a round pumpkin as opposed to a tall pumpkin, although a tall pumpkin also has its place. I'm looking for intact skin, no divots, no cracks. Um, I'm also looking for a relatively clean pumpkin. I'm not looking for anything with caked on dirt because while I don't have anything against a nice dirty pumpkin, if you know what I'm saying, um, it could be hiding some cracks in the divots in the skin, which could be problematic later on. So. I, I would say, and I'm looking for a good stem. I want a nice, thick, girthy stem. Uh, none of those little, you know, bean, bean sprout stems for me. Thank you very much. It's all about the girth, DC. If I go to Urban Dictionary and type in dirty pumpkin, what do you think I would find? It'll be good, I can tell you that. <laughs> UrbanDictionary.com <laughs> I have a feeling whatever it is, you're not going to want to read it out loud. Hold on. It's there. All right. And what is a dirty pumpkin? <laughs> you're only reading it, so I think it's okay. Um, this is a direct quote, folks. Apparently. I'm not going to read it word for word. <laughs> but I'll try to, in my own uncomfortable way, Maybe sum give up. us the essence. <laughs> um. When a person is alone and uh-huh. is having a good time. Yes. Like if I were home alone watching a movie on my couch. Yes, but you'd have to also be in the bathroom because you are relieving yourself while also having a good time. Oh. And apparently that is called the dirty pumpkin. Do you know what a blumpkin is? No. Should I look that up too? Eh, it's related. Okay. <laughs> I was hungry for dinner, and now not I'm anymore. not. Uh, Danielle checks hey, in. A, a quick uh, pro tip for those of you who are picking up pumpkins early in the season. Around here, um, we had to have some difficulty with squirrels. They'll feast upon your pumpkins if you leave them outside. We've discovered this year that spraying your pumpkin down with hairspray works pretty well to keep the critters at bay. <clears throat> I saw... I think Mrs. Manson had posted something about that. 
on she posted some pictures i assumed it was like to keep it shiny and it does that too looking fresh yeah that's also a nice um, advantage danielle is channeling her inner snitsky because it wasn't my fault <clears throat> how are you all doing life is going and in two months i get to start moving from okc to norman yay yesterday afternoon at work was something a child fell from the top of the playground set, 20 feet, and landed oddly on her wrist and forearm. I got to report it, put ice on it, and keep the child calm, thanks to deep breathing and distraction methods, right before mom picked them up. Child didn't cry until mom came, and I got to explain the injury to the parent. Not fun. All of that in five minutes, and time felt like it was moving slow. Student went to the ER, and my boss sent me a selfie from the student at the ER that all was well. Children are prone to injury easily, but man, I was anxious about that event until I was notified hours later. I think it's because this was the first serious injury I had to work with this time, and it was one that I'm shocked that I was also calm until after she went home. I also got to learn how to write out official reports, insurance things, and such. Now, I'm going to stop the email for a second. <clears throat> a, why is your playground 20 feet tall? That sounds like a terrible idea. And B, why was she on the top of it? Usually these things have some sort of roof, <clears throat> or at least the, the playgrounds that I am aware of. Maybe that's a New England thing because there's snow and you try to keep the playground equipment snow-free. Um, <clears throat> so... While I am sure everything was on the up and up, I read that and I'm immediately questioning the supervision. I'm sure Please. it was fine. I'm sure it was Children an are resilient. They bounce. It's fine. <clears throat> Which reminds me of when a freak accident from my childhood. I was at a relative's house with my dad during the winter holidays, and I had stepped out onto the back patio of this two-story house, and not long after was falling backwards with a bunch of wooden planks and landed hard on the ground. No one knew that the wooden patio needed repairs done. It was hardly ever used. If I had fallen a foot or less to the left, I would have landed back first on nails. So this prompts today's main question. Mick Foley would have been proud if you had done that. True. Are there certain memories, good or bad, that you've mentally replayed that are ones you recall frequently? I always have a few I discuss a lot, and the winter story is one I always remember. Well, let's stop there. <clears throat> Any certain memories, good or bad, that you replay frequently? Not really. I'm more of a live in the now guy. Then let me rephrase the question. What is the most serious injury you sustained as a child? Or just one that you can remember vividly? Well, there's either the one where I was um, pretending to be part of Three Amigos and I swung off of a, a swing set and hyperextended my left arm. It was in a cast for you know months i was in kindergarten um or i was riding my bike when i was older probably like 12 or 15 or yeah, 12 or 14 somewhere in there and cracked my head on the ground fell off the bike and needed stitches next to my eye mm. you still see those stitches to this day really yeah okay fair enough yeah. um i was in eighth grade I was chasing my cousin around the yard. I was wearing yard. a helmet, too, so lucky. Of course. Yeah. I was chasing my cousin around the yard, and we had in the front of our house a concrete block that was our 
patio deck sort of thing. And I tripped over a stump and face planted the patio. Broke my nose. Oh, God. Uh, did not have like teeth going, but I had a serious gash in the inside of my lip. So that was one. And then <clears throat> a couple of days before my grandmother's funeral, so this would have been like seventh grade, it's wintertime. I'm across the street at the neighbor's house going sledding. <clears throat> We're sledding. I sled, and Mickey, who's the kid that's across the street, who was an ass, and <clears throat> jumps on me, and he says he's trying to help me up, but he's clearly holding me down. And his high school brother and girlfriend are on a sled. And I look to the left and they run over my face. <laughs> I'm only laughing because you're okay now. Yeah. So I got a black eye. Didn't break my nose that time, but had a fat lip. So looked like I had gotten in a serious fight before my grandmother's funeral. <clears throat> but um, You went home and told Champ about that one. I went home story gets better i went home crying dragging my sled behind me across the street and i go up to the front door and i was i had been told that i had to help we had a big wood stove i had to bring in the wood after i went sledding so i come over and i knock on the door and my dad opens the door and he's like what is wrong and i'm like i'm hurt and he's like yeah 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 go bring in the wood <laughs> so I like sit on the patio and I'm bleeding and I'm crying. And finally he comes out and he looks at me and realizes that I'm actually hurt. And he said, in the, he's like, that is one of the moments that I was like, I am the worst person ever in the world because I just, you were seriously hurt. And I was just like, no, screw you. Go do your job. So the question is, did you get that wood? <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe I got cleaned up. I thought, I don't think I had to get the wood that day. I think I, All I, think right. I was, all right, back to Danielle's email. DDT. I would love a DDT sweater. I actually only own one sweater that has Oklahoma written over the top of it. Most other fall and winter outerwear I have are jackets or hoodies. Before I invest in a DDT sweater, I still need to buy a beefcake shirt. Those still exist. <clears throat> Note. I got through Kane and Lita's wedding, the match where we are introduced to Gene Snitsky, and that Lita's lost her baby. Excited to watch more this week. It only gets better. Oh, and good news. I went to academic advising yesterday, and I'm on track to graduate in two to two and a half years. Intention to graduate spring 2022. Nervous emoji. Sunglasses emoji. Until the next email. Happy fall, y'all. Danielle. As always, Danielle, thank you for your emails. Our next one comes from Kevin Johnson, and it's titled Big Fact Hunt. Hey, guys. I don't really have anything to say this week, but wanted to get the numbers up so you feel the love from the besties. So I thought we could introduce a feature called the Big Fact Hunt, where we could email in facts about where we all live. For example, I live in Swindon, which is named after Swin Don, which means pigs on the hill. Pigs on the hill. I know that Birmingham is named after an elusive pervert. He used to go to social areas to see naked men and send photos of big clocks. I bet Do you I bet Lord Birmingham knew all about the dirty pumpkin. And the blumpkin. Do you know of facts from where you live? 
Happy recordings, Kev, get Outlook for Spectrum 48K. Well, are we talking about where we live now or where we grew up? I don't know. I know facts about where I grew up. I grew up in a very historic town. I know George, facts about nothing. So George tell me Was- about your town. George Washington supposedly rode his horse right by where my house would have been. And actually probably was because the house I grew up in was built in 1700s um, on his way to some meeting in the center of town. So it's a very historic place. I don't know about yours. Is yours a historic place? Do you, never, no. about his, do you care at all about Do you care at all about history? No, not really. Okay, not really. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I recognize that people who uh, do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it and all that. But um, yeah, not not that. I don't care. I'll be dead. So whatever. All right. Our final email, I believe, B Rob. That might be his first time. Maybe he sent in a couple. Uh, but it's titled. <laughs> Yeah, we got a big page here, face. <laughs> well, after he says B-Rob here, so it's only appropriate. Yeah. I uh, didn't really have much to talk about. Keep up the good work. I just sent this to give you guys a baker's dozen emails. RS the Robinsons. All right. Yeah, I, I did tweet a couple of times. Random Rambles we were... the Rob podcast, the hashtag 3R show. Twitter, Twitter. at 3R show. Instagram. At random ramblings, W underscore Rob. www.randomrobcast.com. Voicemail 304-825-5762. When are we doing voicemail or a P.O. box? We have to do one of these, at least, if not for episode 200, for the DDT rewards, if we're calling it the DDT rewards. Oh, we're, we're not. We're not calling it. That's a, that's, I don't like that name. Okay. Do you like that name? I just want to do something. I don't care what we call it. You like the name. I'm, I'm, I, I honestly don't, but I'm terrified that my holiday break is going to come and go and I am not going to spend nine hours eating Chinese food and making fun of GQ. You're so, okay with that, though, so. I think if we're going to do that, we need to start with the top ten list, not wait for the end. No, we're good. All right. Um, what is your uh, piece of positivity? I got a new monitor. I know I said I was going to wait a while. I didn't. <laughs> Did you order it literally as soon as the podcast was over? No, I, I didn't order it till like Friday last week, but it was a, there was a second monitor that's very close to the one I was looking forward to coming out in November. Most of the same specs. Starts off about $70 cheaper. It was on sale. I had some cash to that I could, some points I could cash in on Amazon. Ah, like, got it. So it just came down to such a ridiculously low price. I was like, okay, this is happening now. <laughs> and I got so, it. And it's really nice. I like it. So. so what's next? The Minecraft Look server out, streaming. What? The Minecraft server streaming. Oh, what's next? Yeah, probably nothing. Look out, Mrs. Mitz. <laughs> Take you that long to process that? I was going to let it go, but then I remembered that she listens to the show. So I was like, no, let's address that. (laughs) Yeah, she knows I'm kidding. She knows. Um, How about you? I was really upset because last week I mentioned a book. And you called me a nerd. You are a nerd, James Cook. That is not why I was upset. 
I was upset because it took me 20 or 30 minutes to be like, you just spent 15 or 20 minutes, like, basically having a dirty pumpkin all about computers and how wonderful they are. And I was like, that's... Computers are cool. It's not like reading, you nerd. So I thought to myself, okay, I need to find a really, really cool piece of positivity. Am I Gallows or am I... I Carl yeah, Anderson. Despite the fact that I would be the Luke Gallows of the two of us, I think. No. Yeah. You nerd. <laughs> um, I was like, I have to come up with a really, really cool piece of positivity. Okay. So I want to talk to you about how much I love Brussels sprouts. Because if I can't do a book, then I will pick a healthy vegetable. Brussels sprouts. I like are really Brussels good. sprouts. Yeah, they're good. I, Mrs. Manson I, doesn't like them, but I like them. I, my wife doesn't like them either, but I've roasted them. I now cut them really thin and throw them in with my stir fry with like do onions you, and carrots and things. Do you always chop the bottoms and get rid of the outer layers of the leaves? I don't often get rid of the outer layers of the leaves unless no. they're already browning. It's like not like I, always, I tend to get rid of them because I find that the outer love layers of the leaves are the most bitter. Sure. Um, so I, I tend to get rid of those, but and then I like. I like the, 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 the green leafy center beneath. Yeah. No, but I would, you know, butternut squash, vegetables in general, butternut squash, beets. You ever seen the, the Brussels sprout stock? Yes. That's a crazy looking thing, isn't it? That's something, again, that's something in the zombie movie. They're at a grocery yeah. store and like somebody like, what is the name? Is it Nick Frost? Is Simon Pegg's yeah. friend? Yep. Nick Frost mm-hmm. comes out wielding two Brussels sprout stocks like they're, you know, Sure. Well, I was even thinking, just like looking at them, these big pillars with these pods coming. It almost sure. looks like something out of an alien movie. They you do. expect to see those things growing out of the ground and yeah. pods dropping off and reproducing aliens and all sorts, you know? Yeah. But are you a beet fan? I don't know that I've ever eaten a beet. I would. They're good. You got to peel them and then, you again, you roast them. Very good for you. Make you strong. All right. Well, maybe you should bring some to the DDT... Rewind award. Oh, rewind. A DDT rewind. I like that. Be a look kind back. Rewind. A look back at the year that was. Or a look ahead to the year that will be. Coming attractions. Mm, I like this. Too many ideas now happening. Well, we'll have to just do like three or four days. We should probably just do nothing. That'll be fine. Stop it. All right. But yes, um, I, will, I will stand up for vegetables. I encourage you all to try your vegetables. I have a stack of books that I could go through if you would rather. Like one, I would not. I seven stack. When are you going to come over and give me my dirty book? When am I going to be invited over? I can't just show up uninvited. You're invited tonight. Come on over. It's raining. (laughs) So you gonna melt? You made of sugar? Look at me. Look at me. Sugar and bacon grease. That's that's what you got. Oh, my goodness. I enjoy Wednesdays with Doc. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? Yes, there is. DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. If you'd like to have your thoughts right on the air, you can do so by sending an email to podcast at DDT Wrestling. 
ddtpod.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to our entire back catalog by going to ddtpod.com or to your podcast repository of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And finally, if you like what you've heard, and how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to send just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It helps to keep the lights on and this pod cast train a chugging. Choo choo. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. This episode may be called The Dirty Pumpkin. And until we meet again, my friends, won't you be our bestie?